Yes, you are in. Ah, thanks for making it in. You ready for some reflection? Are you called? Are you sure? Oh, this is Tom, by the way, back at you, AKA Tommy P. As you heard in the last episode, uh, things went dry for me. At least, well, before that episode. It happens. It's part of the test. It's the part of the test for you. It's the part of the test for me. How do you deal with dry? And what do you do in those dry seasons? And that's just part of the flow. And then you say, what happened to the flow? Well, it's pause, pray, and reflect. That's what you need to know. So I prayed. And then Casey stepped up. That was the episode before. Awesome. And now Bob Shank steps up for me with a huge nugget of wisdom. And so now you get it. Here you go. Are you called? Are you sure? Many of you don't know. In fact, some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. Some of you do. You're just not sure. By the way, welcome to the club. Like I said, most of us don't. And some of you do, but are you sure? Anyway, thank you for tuning in again. And for those not sure, let me rest you assured. You are here for a reason. In fact, you're listening to this right now for a reason. You have a purpose. Don't let the enemy or others tell you different. How do I know you have a purpose? Well, check Jeremiah 29, 11 for those doubting. Yet, here's the deal. It is your job to ask, sometimes daily, sometimes multiple times during the day. It's also your job to pray and to tune in and go to the master creator that created you, that planned you so very long ago, who knitted you in your mother's womb. And how often do you do that? I say it should be daily, multiple times a day. Every day you ask God, why am I here? What do you want me to do today? Every day you check in. And often our flawed, flawed, <laughs> can't even say flawed right. So there's a flaw right there. Our flawed human minds complicate things. So we need to teach, so we need teachers and mentors that can speak common sense into our lives. And the Bible's full of them. Chock full of them. There's a reason it's the top published book in the world. And if you're not sure where to start, I say start in Proverbs. Amazing wisdom in that book. And purpose, you know, well, maybe needless to say, my favorite teacher is Jesus. And to simply look at his words, look at the words in red, go to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll find his teachings there. And if you are visual, I really like the Chosen series. You pretty much can find that uh, on a multiple platforms. Just Google the Chosen series. You'll, you'll find it. It's available for free. It was totally crowdfunded. All right, deep ones. It, it, this is a cross-sectional message for both of you. Do you have mentors and do you have your own teachers? I mean, on this earth living that are good with sharing above and good at sharing the, the good news. And again, I, I haven't done this for a while. I'm going to just reshare some of my favorite podcasts. A lot of them were, have been sources of the play of the days, uh, daily hope. 
I, I like Pastor Rick Warren personally. Maybe you don't. I do. I think he's an amazing teacher, and he's always quoting the Bible when he teaches. I like Unashamed. It's another one favorite podcast. I like Dr. Brian Loritz. That's Brian with a Y, L-O-R-R-I-T-S. Southwest Church and Ricky Jenkins out of Indian Wells, California. I like Noe Garcia from North Phoenix. I like the legend Tim Keller or Francis Chan. And the list goes on. But again, I'm encouraging you. By the way, those guys are way better than me. So if you're like, I don't know about this guy, give them a shot. They're way better. I'm, my, my job, I feel like, is to encourage you and to point you to the better teachers. So then you're probably asking yourself, what about the title of this podcast? What about my calling? Oh, yeah. Yes, you're calling. Well, here's another mentor of mine on this earth that I'm going to share this nugget of wisdom with you. And whether you're a super versed believer, you're on the fringe, this applies. But but definitely for those that are deeper, I, w- I would say. Anyway, who's Bob Shank? Um, if you if you're not sure who he is, he's he founded something called the Master's Program, and I studied under him for three years. And Bob, of course, had his mentors. Bob was mentored by Bob Buford, the author of the best-selling book Halftime. Both Bobs were mentored by Peter Drucker. And you may not know that name. If you're, if you're in business or business school, and you probably recognize that name. You just have to Google Peter Drucker. He's a, he's a leadership and business legend. And he's quoted in just about every business school in the world, at least the top schools. Serious wisdom. So here's a nugget for you shared by, men, by my mentor, Bob. So Bob says, what is a calling? Ask that of Google, the modern-day soup-to-nuts source of information. In less than a second, you'll receive probably over 3 billion offers of insight. And with that kind of instant and plentiful reaction, we should all be living lives of confidence and calling, right? And not so much. A year before Google hit the internet, there was something called the Master's Program. Launched to help leaders find their calling. In a country full of churches, more prolific in number than Starbucks, clarity about calling should be guaranteed. Asking Merriam-Webster, the trusted source before Google, that same question, calling, is a strong inner impulse toward a particular course of action, especially when accompanied by conviction of divine influence. So the dictionary, the good old dictionary, <laughs> Merriam-Webster, for some of you don't even know what that name is probably, that dictionary assumes God's involvement in the search. In building on that assumption, the Bible unravels the issue by disclosing four distinct calls issued by God to his creation. So what are they? Bob continues to write, first, the call to conversion. Quote, Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James, to those who have been called, who are loved by the God, the Father, and kept by Jesus Christ. Unquote. Jude 1.1. You can find more of that. 
The starting point in this epic discovery presumes saving faith as foundational. No Jesus, no calling. Point number two by Bob. Next, there's the call to transformation. Quote, For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Unquote. You can find that one at 1 Thessalonians 4.7. Bob goes on writing, New life in faith is simply a starting point. The assignment for every follower of Jesus is to live a holy life. The metamorphosis from life a la culture to life a la Christ. That's a huge difference, by the way. And we're all surrounded by this spiritual storm of good and evil, of which direction to go. Ways of the world or the ways of Christ. It is a calling for every Christian to hear and to heed. Discipleship is tough work. And it's a calling. By the way, side note on that, that those are Bob's words for the most part. I it is it is much easier said than done. And also this is a good um uh, I'll say a red flag or or a sounding bar, right? When you hear people say, God told me to do this, maybe that was shooting something up or killing someone, taking someone out, doing something evil. Uh, is that a holy life? It's not a holy life. It's not, right? So we know the difference, but unfortunately, evil loves to use crazy to bring it in to create confusion. But let me revisit that verse, First Thessalonians 4, 7. For God did not call us to be impure, but to have a holy life. And he goes on to fruitfulness. So we'll get to that part. But bottom line is, you should be shining light then. You should be positivity. You should be encouraging others. You should be helping encourage them along. Uh, Matthew 22, 36 through 40. Love God with your all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. That's a calling. That's number one. Number two, love others just as yourself. Love unto others. Serve unto others. Follow Jesus' words. Follow what he was doing. Again, easier said than done. Okay, back to Bob. Let's let me more, Bob. Then there's a call to faithfulness. Okay, call to conversion, call to transformation, now call to faithfulness. Quote, each one should retain the place in life that the Lord assigned to him into which God has called him, unquote. You can find that one at 1 Corinthians 7.17. And then Bob ends up uh, going on here. Every follower of Jesus has a life full of roles. Some apply to you, some don't. But for me, they apply. A spouse, a parent, an employee, an employer, a citizen. Then Bob continues to write, Scriptures contain explicit instructions that articulate God's expectations for his children to fulfill his best intentions in each of those positions. To be called carries obligation. Faithfulness anticipates hearing, understanding, in obeying the marching orders that accompany the titles that position us in 
society. Let me repeat that. To be called carries obligation. Faithfulness anticipates hearing, understanding, and obeying the marching orders that accompany the titles that position us in society. Again, easier said than done. And again, I just get tugged in the heartstring because, you know, I need to be real with you, or at least I strive to be. I puked up a lot of my mistakes, especially in the summer of 2020 during COVID and how I racked up a mountain of debt. I'm still working through that, by the way. Um, so there's times you're just off base. You get it wrong. Then you best confess. There's strength in confession. You don't have to blab it out to everyone. Find your very trusted brothers and or sisters where you're at and share what's going on in your life. Share where you've struggled. Share where you've fallen, where you haven't been living up to obeying those marching orders. That is another calling of correction. Pastor Ricky Jenkins says, conviction is a blessing, much, much like an accurate dashboard of your car, what's going on and what needs to be corrected. Okay, back to Bob. Ultimately, there's a call to fruitfulness. Okay, quote, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Unquote. That's Acts 13.2. And then it goes on, quote, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle. Unquote. Romans 1.1. And then Bob makes his further point. Paul is an exemplar of this principle. Though self-financed and self-employed as a tent maker. Think about that, by the way. I don't know if everyone realizes that. He wasn't just a full-time pastor or priest. He was, dude was in construction, basically. Are you in construction? What's your job? Doesn't mean you can't share and shine light like Paul. You can be, you can have a job and do this. In fact, your mission field's out there, wherever your job is, in the airport, at an ice rink or a baseball field, in a shopping center, grocery store. Okay, you get the point. Sorry, more Bob, less of me. Anyway, Paul was self-employed. He was a tent maker, a role that consumed the lion's share of his time. However, Paul is most remembered for his first century role as an apostle for Jesus' kingdom. He wrote it down, didn't he? Called to take the gospel to the non-Jewish Gentiles world. That's you and me. Well, I'm I'm presuming it's you and me. I'm guessing you're gentle. Gentile just means you're not Jewish. Fruitfulness is not up for redefinition. It means achieving results in this life that will be measured and rewarded in the next. Whoa, that's a pause. That's a pause section. And that is, that's a hard look in the mirror again for you and me. That is your calling. Doesn't mean you're supposed to be on the corner with a bullhorn yelling, screaming, and shouting. But it may mean that person God's put in your path whether that be at a park or at work or it's maybe your physical neighbor, it is your job to encourage them with truth and light. This worked for me, this didn't. Nothing quite speaks better than real life results. This is where I was. This is where I am today. 
So my favorite testimonies is why I keep going to testimonies. I'm hoping to put more up, including James from Compton. I'm still, I'm still chasing him down. All right. Bob goes on to write, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Oh, what an interesting person Dietrich is. If you don't know who he is, definitely search him some more. Anyway, Dietrich was a Christian leader who stood against Hitler. That's right. He's German. He's a Christian leader. And he was hanged for his unrelenting commitment to gospel and truth. And he said, quote, when Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die, unquote. Oh, no, that's heavy. You don't want to hear that, right? No one really wants to hear that. But here's the deal. We're all terminal. You are going to die. And you're going to have to, there will be reflection. We will be given account for our lives. So now is the time to start making changes. And now is the time, if you really believe this, to better shine it, encourage others. All right. Bob goes on to write, people don't die for their box in a business organizational chart. They won't give themselves as martyrs for a lie. Oh, that's interesting. Let me pause on that for a second. Jobs, work, most of you are still working. Easily becomes a center. Oh, how can it not, right? In a way, I mean, it's a, it's a big part of your day. But jobs come and go. Some of you painfully learned that already. You think you're important, and then you get laid off. Jobs will come and go. And then when you leave, you'll learn you weren't as important as you thought you were. But people don't die. They won't die. They normally won't die for their job. Although sometimes we do kill ourselves for it, which is kind of odd and ironic. All right. Back to Bob's words. Let me, let me re- recap that again. People don't die for their box in a business organizational chart. They won't give themselves as martyrs for a lie. Throwing oneself indiscriminately on the altar of a cultural movement may happen in the heat of a moment, but the decision won't be ratified by rational evaluation after the frenzy passes. Meaning, what he's trying to say there is, society, things, they come and go. This is important. This is not important. You need to speak this way. No, you need to speak that way. Sound familiar? Anyway, Bob goes on. Only a divine calling, the call to fruitfulness, has the eternal appeal to rise above self-interest and become one's ultimate purpose for life and beyond. In other words, serving God and filling your purpose of what God put you on this earth for. Encouraging those that God put on your path. Shining Christ's light. And to wrap it up, that certainty is clear. Even to people without a compelling conversion story. And some of you are just questioning that right now. Do I really have one? Listen to this. Quote, if God gives you something you can do, why in God's name wouldn't you do it? Unquote. And he goes on, believe it or not, he touches on Stephen King. One of our actually, one of our, what do you like his stuff or not? I'm not a, I'm not the hugest fan, but he quote, he talks about Stephen King here dubbed. He says, Stephen King dubbed quote, the King of horror 
unquote, with no declaration of personal faith, the man with no divine answers asks a wise and provocative question. What would you say in response? You're thinking, say what? <laughs> it's heavy. Here's the deal. Some of this may resonated, maybe all that resonated. Some of you are scratching your head. The entire message, by the way, if you if you dig this message, you can find it at the blog section at frydudes.com. I have it up there. In fact, you can find the page where you can find more about Bob Shank and the master's program. If you'd like to hear his voice, there's an audio version of this as well. I just thought, wow, thank you, God, for teeing this one up. I, I, I prayed for it. Other people stepped up and gave me some messages that I could just flow with. And this one, this one hit. And again, I, you're, not, you're not listening to this by accident. So let's recap here again. Let's just, just do a quick recap as we, we wrap this up. All right. So people think calling like, oh, I, I'm, I'm supposed to be a missionary or I'm, uh, I'm supposed to be an accountant or a lawyer. Or, okay, maybe that is part of your calling. I, I don't know. That's between you and God. Uh, Paul was definitely going to be, it was a tent maker first and then learned, uh, well, basically was struck down on the road to dig into that, by the way, Acts, very interesting story on Paul. Uh, and I can get into all that, but the bottom line is we get, let me go full circle. We make things too complicated. Sometimes the Bible is clear on your calling. Okay. First call is conversion. Do you believe this or not? And then if you don't, well, no Jesus, no calling. That's what Bob Shank says. Pretty interesting. Next, then there's transformation. What it means is, can you accept Christ and still be hell on wheels? Um, probably not. It's not a, at least it's not a good reflection, right? But we're all flawed. We're all works in progress. There's continual refinement until the day we die. So let's just be real about that. You heard about my earlier confessions. So call to conversion, call to transformation. Then there's a call to faithfulness. And like, we better, we better practice what we preach, right? And then if we're not, then we better be real about it and confess, at least to those trusted ones. And then fruitfulness. There's a call to fruitfulness. And that means, again, not only just sharing and encouraging others and bringing others in with the uh, shining Christ's light and encouraging them to follow this as well, right? This is, this is, this is discipleship right here. Call to conversion and for others and to call to transformation and faithfulness to coach them along as well. And you can do this. You can absolutely do this on top of your job and what else you're doing. It's not just about going to church and checking a box. By the way, I see that mistake all the time. Or just joining a Bible study and checking a box. Hey, I read all these books. What, 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 what does it matter if you're not implementing it? So fruitfulness. Who have you encouraged? Who have you brought into this? Who have you grown further in this? Right? And lastly, to that great question, if God gives you something you can do, why in God's name wouldn't you do it? And one other further reflection point, the hardships you've gone through, the hell you've gone through, there's no one better trained than if you follow this order, you can reach that person, share that person that's going through something similar. So whether that's losing a child, going through cancer, 
lost a job, battling addiction, overcoming addiction. You get my point? You've been trained to help someone else along that front if that's if that resonates with you. All right. Let me wrap this one in prayer. If you're able, if you're not driving, don't do this, but if you're able, bow your heads, shut your eyes for a second, well, a minute. I'm going to lift a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this listener. Thank you so much for this listener. And thank you for them sharing when it's worth sharing. And you know I've been a record with this. If it's not worth sharing, I don't want it shared. I don't want it multiplied. This one feels pretty profound to me. And thank you for my mentor that you put in my life, Bob. Bob Shank. Thank you for his life impact on me and so many others. Lord, and thank you for those other teachers I mentioned before that have had profound impact on my heart. May this listener find also those other voices that can help encourage them with their calling. Help them to understand these steps better, how to better implement them. Uh, Lord, thank you for making it simple and forgive us, us flawed humans, when we have a tendency to complicate this so much more than it needs to be. Thank you for simple instruction, Lord. And Lord, I just, I lift up this listener right now, Lord, I just I pray wherever they're at, whether they, it's, it's conversion and accepting Christ is where they need to go, or then it's transformation, or that's faithfulness, or now it's time for more fruit, the harvest, the fruitfulness in their life, Lord, I ask a hundred times on that harvest for them, that production for them. Lord, put the other mentors, the other teachers in their lives, Lord, and or just make it crystal clear than where they need to go. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for these messages. Thank you for these messages of affirmation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.